0: What's going on, everybody? This is Molten's Mind and Body. I am your host, Jeff Moulton. I'd like to welcome you back to the podcast, and if you're new, I appreciate you tuning in. This week, if you don't know, is National Eating Disorders Week, and I have a really special guest on today, and I'm excited to really have her on. Uh, We originally, again, like most of my guests, we met down at Springfield College. I actually was her NSO leader. Um, We both did our exercise science programs there, and we both had a passion for fitness. Um, We've had a little bit of different journeys along the way, and I'm really excited to have her on because with her, it became, I think, an outlet to her, and now it's become a passion of hers, and it's really helped her overcome an eating disorder that she's had in the past. So I'm really excited to welcome onto my show my fiance, Brie.
1: Hi, hon. thanks for the introduction.
0: <laughs> Hi, no Glad problem. Glad to be here. So I'm excited to have you on. Um, it's funny because we didn't even know that it was National Eating Disorder Week until probably like a couple mm-hmm. hours ago. Yep. But I think it's perfect because earlier, or even yesterday, we were talking about doing the podcast. So I thought it'd be perfect to kind of have you on and we can talk a little bit about your past and kind of... I think a lot a lot of people will can will actually relate to your story and I think by you telling it hopefully it'll help other people if they are in a spot and have an eating disorder or have you know have overcome something like that it'll it'll help them. So first question I have for you is kind of kind of more or less where did your fitness journey start?
1: So my fitness journey started at what I want to say is the beginning of me Trying to become healthier because it got to the point where I felt defeated and I said this is enough and it started um, Really there I would say before that I was going to the Y. I was one of those I call it cardio bunnies I used to just hop on the elliptical do like 30 minutes hop on the treadmill do another 30 minutes um, And that was spotty. I always felt better when I went to the gym. I felt amazing You know, even if it was just cardio and get moving, I felt um, really good and happy and it kind of cleared my mind. But that was more inconsistent and spotty. So I would say I really got into fitness when I hired my actual first personal trainer.
0: How how old were you then?
1: I was a sophomore in college.
0: Okay. Hi. So
1: my, my journey, actually, it feels like it's been a long time, but it really hasn't been that
0: long. So when did you feel like... At, well guess when did you feel like you actually had an eating issue I guess or should I say is like yeah. what made you to start working out in the first place
1: um so when did I start having eating problems or when did I
0: start so I would say first like um did you start working out because you wanted to like feel better or look better or was it more it was, you did it track was so more
1: the yeah so track um I was grateful for track because that got me into working out and track was the first place and then I started doing cross country after track but we would go in the weight room and I was just in love with it. I had so much fun. I I've just I've never felt that way and that good. Um so it was a little bit of both. It was one I wanted to just get out of a negative pattern and I wanted to t- try to divert it into something positive. And you know, it was a it was a looks part as well, but I think in the beginning it was more distorted. Um, I had a lot of negative images of myself, so it stemmed from kind of a darker place, but then it turned into something positive, so I'm okay. grateful I was able to get into it no matter how it kind of came about.
0: And did you start your trainer before you started track, or is that something you started to do like a little no, later No, so on?
1: track was freshman in high school. Um, I got into it. I was kind of, I was a really shy kid, and... Um, I So ironically, I played softball for almost all of my childhood and, and junior high. And then coming into high school, I was all excited. I was practicing outside. I really thought that I'm like, you know, I'm going to make the team. I was so excited. Um, I tried really hard. I thought I'd do well in tryouts. And not getting in into tryouts ended up being the best thing ever for me because – When I found out I didn't get in, someone said, Brie, you should try track. And I was like, I don't really run. Um, But then when I went to the first practice, I was in love with it. My coach was such a badass. And he basically put you through what he calls like hell week. And he's like, a lot of people drop out then. But I kept going and I was like in love with it. I was in so much pain and sore. And it was like awesome because it was such a mental thing for me. So, um... I'm grateful I got in a track because that got me into weightlifting. That got me into cross-country. And then so I did all of that before. And then once I got into college is when I hired my first personal trainer.
0: How was your experience Um, with that?
1: So that was ups and downs. Um, It was positive. It was a huge thing for me at first because I went to her. I actually was working at Olympia Sports at the time. And my one of my managers was like really good friends with the personal trainer that was at Anytime Fitness on the street, the one I ended up actually working at. And she thankfully kind of um, I just learned how to be healthier and learned that I can eat and you know nothing bad's gonna happen because I used to think just eating you instantly gain weight. And she did get me on a training program, and I I loved it. I mean I listened to every word she said to me. And I think that was the downside, you know, going through the program and being more experienced in fitness. I kind of realized some things that, you know, nothing against her. It's just, I don't think that just did not work for my body. I mean, she told me to have a cheat meal.
0: Was this you know, the same trainer we talked about?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, so she told me to have a cheat meal once a week. So, um, yeah, I was eating a ton of calories. So I wasn't seeing any results. I wasn't, my weight wasn't budging. Because every, you know, cheat day, I used to go to Kombi's pick up, you know, a Ben and Jerry's pint, eat the whole thing, eat pot, you know, eat just a lot of stuff. It was just my cheat day. And, you know, in a Ben and Jerry's whole pint by itself, it's, you know, what, 1,200,
0: 1,300 calories.
1: Sure. So that whole time during the week that I was trying to be in a deficit, it just wasn't. And at that point, I, you know, I, I actually just realized that the second um, I should have been in a deficit. That shouldn't have been the goal um, right. for my background. I was super open to her and she, she helped me a lot in an eating disorder aspect because she did bodybuilding competitions and she had a similar experience. So we actually talked about it a lot. So it was a positive thing, but I realize now if someone knew my background, they should have handled it maybe more delicately and maybe said, you know what, Bree, we're gonna try to increase your calories slowly and you know watch your body change and realize that you know nothing detrimental is going to happen and realize that we can also bring up my metabolic rate and increase my muscle mass over time so at you know at the time I thought it was great I thought you know I wanted to I wanted to gain muscle but at the same time I didn't want to gain weight right but it did get a jumping start to the point that I just knew I love fitness And then it was that moment I was like, I want to be a personal trainer. And at that time, I was actually at my community college for, I was just getting into my community college. So I went to Westfield State for a semester. I started off as a psych major. And then, um, you know, I started realizing that fitness is something I was interested in. So I took an exercise science class, just a one-on-one basic class and I fell in love with it um it was all I could think about I was so into that class I put all my effort into it my professor was amazing she was like an ex-Olympian actually and then I said all right I'm changing my major I wasn't happy with the school it's nothing against Westfield State I just knew Springfield College was my number one um and so my community college fortunately had an ex-phys major so I did that and then transferred so right And then it grew from there.
0: It's interesting. I'm going to go back because... um, I know I'm rambling. No, 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 no. no. I'm going to go back because it's funny because I've actually... I've heard you say like bits and pieces of what you said before um, regarding like your old trainer and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I also heard a little bit of a, a different side of that before too when it came to like... the Like if it's the same person we're talking about from like the nutrition side of it, kind of what was going oh, yeah. on, with, yeah. like oil on the food, yeah, I had to add right? So, so I'm not going to like obviously throw her completely under the bus or anything, but I think what a lot of people have an issue too with is like for you, it benefited you having structure, you had a coach, you had all these mm-hmm. things that were really great, but you had someone I think too that maybe not her fault, didn't know how to handle your situation or maybe handle a lot of what was going on, which I think a lot of coaches do. Mm-hmm. right? Just because of they've done something. Because, you know, for for the situation we were in, it was one of those like, you know, you were getting put on a diet that was very ups and downs. Like mm-hmm. you'd be restricted, you'd be getting these high fat diets, right. putting things on food, oils on food.
1: When at that point I had no base. Right. We were trying to get a baseline and I, so I understand that aspect. But yeah, coming from, I had no structure I I mean I wasn't hitting anything specific nothing to then just jump into that and yeah absolutely to be adding like fats and things to try to because I wasn't budging I just felt like it was like super um, scattered yeah
0: there was like not a lot of structure to it it was almost like and that's
1: what I was craving yeah I just and I wanted structure and I wasn't I wasn't getting it
0: right and I think it just goes into is like there's a lot of coaches out there that are maybe want to help but there's a situation where like you know, like she didn't really, know, how to handle the situation and tried a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of like, if anything, looking back at it now, as you can look at it as like, you know, like the, like, we'll talk about kind of like how we went about it and like how it took time to go help you do that. But I think like, you know, having the cheat meal and stuff for people that have like, an eating right. disorder or something you like can that. You
1: binge; it's a, it's a trigger. It
0: triggers and that's it. That's what right? happened to me. Because you were like, "Oh, I'm going to be really restricted all week," and then you just binge, yeah. and then you know and void all the work you did all week, yep. and then you don't get any results. So it just like demoralizes you; it makes you feel worse. And then it's kind of like this spiraling yeah. effect. Um, so I, I think that's like you got to be careful when you do go to find a coach or you do find someone. You have to make sure you're finding someone that you know. Have a conversation with them. Maybe do something and make sure. You know, you have to trust them at the same time. You have to, I think, getting referrals or doing your research and making sure you're finding someone that isn't... Because there's a lot of people out there that are very, like, they're successful and they have great physiques and they're really strong mm-hmm. and they are in shape, but they don't necessarily how to coach someone right. to get there. They know how to fix themselves. Right. And so, I was
1: on a traditional, like, bro diet yeah, for bodybuilding. You had, I had chicken, broccoli, and rice, and I mean, I'm talking... Maybe a hundred grams of rice. I got a whole day, right? Um,
0: Which as is as well
1: as I'd have. You know,
0: so you're on low carbs,
1: super low carbs. The biggest carb meal I had is the morning. I had oatmeal, um, and also that's the thing. We, you know, I I know that at first, you don't want to overwhelm people and say track everything on a scale. I know that's like overwhelming, and maybe that's why I wasn't told to do that. But I didn't realize serving size of peanut butter until well after. So, I was was overeating in peanut butter. It was things like that. So, the the breakfast was oatmeal, peanut butter, and um, oatmeal, peanut butter, and a banana. So, that was my heaviest carb meal. Right. I also wasn't told to track the peanut butter. You know, we said a tablespoon. I think I was doing – I read the back and I was doing like two tablespoons. So, that's like an extra 90 calories – Right there. So things like that. Um, But in one sense, it just, the meals weren't spread out right. And it was that traditional, like just chicken, chicken, chicken. I got so sick of chicken. Right. Um, And then I wasn't eating much rice. I wasn't eating.
0: Well, your much. carbs are so low, and this is kind of like a sticking point. We said like, when you're not tracking it,
1: probably like around eighty carbs. Yeah, and like
0: so. and the whole concept is like if you start taking away all your food and like knowing it that you're already in a situation you weren't eating a lot in the first place, mm-hmm. so to eat even less, like it's impossible. Right. You know, it's impossible to lose weight. So after, so if we go back face fast forward a little now, is so like um, you had your trainer, you were in college doing or you're in high school doing the running. And then it kind of went to the the next step where you, um, you know, what what was like the, I guess, what was the point where like you were significantly under eating? I know you said you go days without eating.
1: Yeah. So you talk so, about like
0: kind of, I guess, people so they can relate to the aspect of like, it's not just like you had a coach and you weren't eating that great. Like you did have right. a scenario where you were yeah. very up and down.
1: Yeah. Well, so really um, it, it went back to junior high. That's the first time that I, ha- I started having an eating disorder. What um, made you
0: feel like that though? Why, yeah. Like what made you that start, I guess? Um,
1: well, junior high was a really, really, really rough time. I actually had to kind of, there was a few things that my doctors put me on to kind of balance out my hormones because I couldn't be like left alone. I mean, it was bad. I, I had to go, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, had to, I, I had to stay with my mom at school, um, at work. Because I just like couldn't stop crying, I couldn't stop I was just depressed. I really don't I really don't know why, but once we figured out my hormones, immediately I felt better. But it really started from like a dark place there. And then I was always this like chubby kid when I was younger. And I I know that everyone stores baby fat and everyone's a little bit different genetically. Um, but all of my friends were like these little things and you know, once I started getting into sixth grade, seventh grade, you know, everyone started getting boyfriends and you know I was I was the kid that was in junior high and playing with Barbies. Um, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but I felt really like an outcast. I really didn't have many friends and like I said, all of my friends were like getting attention, they had tons of friends, everyone liked them and they were all these like little things. So I felt really bad about myself and I didn't feel, I wasn't happy with myself. And once I, when I was in that like depression, I was not hungry at all. So at first it it wasn't, it wasn't like a goal to lose weight necessarily, but I actually lost 50 pounds one year in when I was going into seventh and to eighth. And I still remember the school nurse, she said, she was like raving about me. She's like, that is so amazing. You just lost 50 pounds. And when I look on it, I'm like, I would never tell a girl in junior high that that's so amazing. You lost fifty pounds. It's one thing if you're severely overweight, but when I say I was like chubby, I mean that's really all it was. Um, you know, I was not obese. I was not. You know, Do you remember I was a little what your overweight. weight was? Um, Any idea? I was pretty much the same height, so I was five five, and I honestly don't really, I don't really remember my weight, but I want to say maybe I was like one fifty. 155, maybe.
0: And you went all the way down to like...
1: 130-ish. Yeah. Like, I was probably like 130. So when she said, you know, that I was like, wow, someone actually commented, you know, complimented, um, you know, my weight. And I used to just wear like super baggy sweatshirts. I was just very insecure. I didn't want anyone to look at me, really. Um, But then I think it just, everything just got super negative and I was so focused on that that nothing was good enough. I mean, it it was just, it was a really bad, really bad experience. And I think on the outside, you don't look at someone and say, they must have an eating disorder. I mean, it means something to everybody else. And I know there's a lot of people and a lot of people close to me that, you know, have been hospitalized for it and it never got to that point for me. Um, But a lot of people didn't know how to help me. And, you know, my family, like God bless them, they tried, you know, my mom brought me to multiple psychiatrists who all were really not helpful and, um, you know, so we kind of tried that, but yeah, so fast forward, you know, I was just in junior high, you know, all throughout high school when I was running, I mean, it was bad. My coach, who she's amazing, she was my psychology teacher, she was the reason I initially went into psychology. Um, she was my cross country coach and she was fully aware of the situation and she would watch me and she would ask if I'm eating. You know, she she said you need to eat before practice and I don't know how my body did it because I wasn't eating. So I would go to practice. And I, I don't know how i you know, my training then was extremely um volumized. Like You would like I was, run up to ten miles Yeah. Ahead. At the end of the season we would have ten mile runs. Um and I was pretty proud of myself because I was like the top third runner. I mean, depends on what race, but I was I was in the varsity for our cross country without um, basically eating. And I was a sophomore, so Which it was cool crazy. to make yeah. varsity as a sophomore. Um, and also, I wasn't yeah I wasn't eating. Um, and you see a lot of runners that kind of struggle with this because a lot of runners, you know, have to be you know usually thinner. Um, not have to be, but you know you, you see all these top runners who you know are very petite and so part of me also felt like that you know um, but so you know fast forward even more it, when i was at westfield state it was to the point that yeah i wasn't eating all week and then i would go home on the weekends and binge eating and i was just it was it, it was like rock bottom at that
0: point and so I, is that your like your <clears throat> low point you think
1: yeah that was for sure my low point Because at that point, um, I just was disgusted with myself. I just, I looked at myself and saw just like fat everywhere. It was just, I had such a negative um, look, like look at myself. I would just look at myself and be so negative. And um, a lot of people just were like, Brie, you're crazy. But I never saw that. And now when I look back, it just makes me so sad because I'm like, how did I not see myself as like not healthy and just, in a negative space mentally, um, so that that definitely was my rock bottom because. No, not that was at Westfield. Yeah, not only did I weigh the le- the least, um, it's not as much the weight; it's just where I was mentally, um, because I really was, I really was just not in a happy place. What um, do you
0: think? The... I didn't want
1: to go out if I ate. Yeah, I mean it was it was just it was definitely rock bottom at Westfield. I think at least in high school running, I am obsessed. I was obsessed with running, and I miss it. And that competition, I I had a great time with that. So I think that helped me at least get in a better mental space. But I still remember coming home from practice, and my friends would be over, and I'd be like, "Mom, should I like should I eat supper? You know, like." Right. I can't even imagine how she felt. It's like I just ran 10 miles, and I'm like, should I it. have something? Like, because I just did that. Right. Like, it was always, um, you know, can I do this because I did that? And I'm not trying to ramble, but there's just some examples. Like, I also used to use running as, like, almost I can have this because I'm just going to go run. But... um you know, it's it's things that were healthy. Like I just had a fruit salad, so we, I had a treadmill in my basement, so I would go run for a half an hour because I just had that. Right. So it I, I would you always eat more. try to. I would always try to run off whatever I just ate. Right. In
0: which high is school. just a never-ending. Right. Cycle it was at just that so
1: that that was super negative, but definitely at Westfield was when it was its lowest.
0: When? So when did it? Turn around. so like how long I guess the first thing is how long did it last at Westfield and then what was like your your moment I guess where it all like changed for you or you felt like you started to take steps in the right direction because obviously you have highs and lows and like you know but you said that was a rock bottom so what kind of helped you get out of that point yeah so
1: at Westfield um I was it was like that the whole semester and then when I moved home I just got accepted into the community college that my dad works at and it was during that transition that um, I was just—I was just over it. I was done crying about it. I was done feeling like so upset at myself and so like helpless. And I was tired of the way that I was feeling mentally. And I knew that I knew it was a problem. And it wasn't something. It's—it's it's not something at all. And I—it's still with me today. There's still like little pieces, you know. I'm—I don't feel. Um, I'm, I'm a thousand times better, but there's definitely, it's something that kind of just always stays in the back of your mind, but I was just done. I wanted to fight and I wanted to fight for a healthier life. So it was that day that I reached out to, like I said, my manager, who is my friend that knew the trainer and that really just turned it around. I was like, you know what, I'm doing so. It, it felt good to physically say, I'm doing this and I'm getting on a plan and we're doing it. Right. And I'm just taking baby steps.
0: So uh, obviously, so, which is awesome because like you got to a point where at least you could, because I think like you see, you hear it more and more that people can't, like they hit the rock bottom and they either do something, you know, and, you know, hurt themselves or something along those lines or can't get out of it. But the fact that you can get out of it, which is like, obviously like awesome because it's not an easy thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. So I think... So after that, you had your trainer, and Mm -hmm. then moving forward, you obviously stopped your trainer at some point. Yeah. And then kind of, you want to explain kind of like, you know, like what kind of training because you do now. I know a big part and that we talk about is, you know, um, because we met at Springfield, Mm -hmm. and then at the time, can you talk about like what your workout evolved to after the trainer, and then kind of what led to what you're doing today, training wise?
1: Yeah. So I think, um, and when I used to go to. You know, when I used to talk to a psychiatrist about this, we used to talk about she called them my safe foods because that's exactly what it was. So I did have foods that I considered for whatever reason, quote unquote, like safe or the healthy option. And that was okay. I didn't have, it wasn't like anxiety eating those foods. I would feel like horrible if I had foods that I thought weren't, weren't good. And I had no knowledge to back that up. It was probably simply society. That's just where I heard it. Good and bad, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever is associated with quote-unquote healthy things. So that was really just word of mouth. I didn't have a nutrition-based knowledge at that point in my life. You know, I didn't know anybody that was really in the fitness industry. Um I'm sorry. So No.
0: I'm so so try. basically, so you had that. And then so basically where, so we were oh, talking about. where was
1: my training? Yeah. yeah. So like, so, so you stopped your
0: trainer. Mm-hmm. Like basically things were, you know, going okay. And then right. not necessarily what you wanted for right. what your goals were. Right. And then you kind of yeah. left. What, now you did the community so college. So I took which, those pieces. Yeah.
1: yeah. So fortunately that at that point, now I just got into the exercise science At major. Springfield. At at Manchester Community College. Community College. So then I was taking classes that were really exciting to me. And I was learning about the fitness industry. So not only was I taking one, I had to take classes that were physically workout classes. So I learned a ton of movements. I had someone showing me how to properly do them. I actually had really great professors that taught those. Um, They were all awesome. I did Zumba a ton. I mean, things like that. So I was definitely doing a lot of cardio, but I did probably your basic, I would say, you know, I was probably hitting each muscle group like once a week. I mean, I didn't completely know what I was doing, but it was definitely more of like the higher rep. I didn't focus on strength for a very long time. I never pushed myself because I probably just because I didn't have those people around me that were kind of into that. Right. Um, but so, you know, I did zoom on those kind of things. I always kept up with I actually did run a little bit or do cardio. I, I incorporated, you know, um, lifting movements in all my workouts because she did give me splits. So I kind of kept that, and I believe it was like um, back and bys, chest and tries, like legs. You know, pretty right. You know, simple split. Um, so I kept up with that. Kept up with the movement she showed me added what i learned you know in my workout classes and you know my ex-phys classes and kind of went from there so it was pretty basic um and then as far as my food i did stick to similar things she showed me so it was more of your i mean i probably wasn't i i'm kind of guessing i wasn't tracking back then right probably around like 1200 calories i mean it was low
0: well, even when we yeah. met, you were – Even when You are probably 12, 1300 at the most. Yeah, so
1: I kind of stayed there for a long time. Right. So from around my sophomore year till, you know, my senior year of college, so about, you know, like two to three years, I kind of stayed there, but I was very consistent. I always went to the gym. Right. And I was going actually seven days a week.
0: Right, um, which is what – Because
1: something- I still was – I wouldn't, you know, I definitely was still struggling and it, it's something that made me feel better.
0: Right. It was your getaway. It
1: it was almost. I wouldn't say it was unhealthy. Like obviously, it's like it's healthy to work out, but it was unhealthy in the aspect that I obviously was like it was upsetting if I had to miss a workout. Um, It was
0: your coping mechanism, but like really upsetting in a way. And
1: now it's like if I miss that today, it's upsetting, but it's not crippling. Right. You know. I guess that's the best way to describe it. But so I was working out a lot, sticking to foods that. You know, I kind of knew people told me to eat, but I wasn't counting macros and it wasn't a whole lot, but I was at least, I was doing it on my own and it was making me feel better. Right. And I was eating period. At least I was eating consistency for the first time. Which was a big step. Yeah. I was eating, you know, three to four meals every single day, um, which was a huge step. Right. So I kind of ease into that because I needed like two years of just doing that. Right. And working out. Um, obviously I didn't see a whole lot of results just because I wasn't eating that much. Right. Um,
0: but it was for you, it was like a big step though, at least. And I think like t- like to, I think the thing that frustrates me a lot with like the industry now and nutrition now and the fitness industry now is like, it's a perfect example of like, you know, you went from barely eating, you know, working out like crazy with the running and everything like that to not even wanting to eat after a run, feeling bad for mm-hmm. like like guilty almost. And then it got to a point where you're like, you know, okay, I've got my trainer and I'm eating a little bit more, but not getting results because right. it was an up and down thing. Mm-hmm. And then over the next, you know, three or four years, you started to eat consistently, but like it took, like, it just shows how long it takes to get those habits into place. Right. And even at that point, still under eating, to, mm-hmm. but not maybe knowing like what, you know, why it's happening or why you're not getting right. the results you want. Um, mm-hmm. So, it just shows like it, it's a long it term fix and it doesn't happen overnight. No.
1: Because even when I met you, I was anxious about not getting a workout in. Yeah. Over NSO weekend. So right. And well,
0: that's how I we was, met, right? We're at right. NSO and you're like, or who was, was it?
1: I was um, messaging Cassie. Right. Asking when the gym was open. And yeah, and they, she said, talk to Jeff because he knows.
0: Yeah, because I was because basically... you were...
1: Weren't you going through a show or no? You're just...
0: I was... Cl- no, I was... I was... No, I wasn't a prep for a show. Yeah. So, I was in so the you, same boat where like I basically, you know, lived a lot of what you did in the aspect of a... Uh, how do I want to word it? Like basically the obsessive... Gym mentality, where like I was going seven days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, if I missed, I missed felt holidays. guilty. Yeah. I, I would. I had a little gym in my basement. I leave. You know, Thanksgiving early. I leave Christmas early. Mm-hmm. Like whatever it took to could get to the it's gym, to right? Because like if I didn't work out, I was getting it smaller and I was getting weaker. And that's
1: something that I always felt. So that I'm. It's good to know that that's like. I wouldn't say normal, but it's probably really common. For it, oh people, for sure because you get it's it's almost addicting. It's You get the
0: endorphin dump. It is. I mean, you get the same release as like like heroin. You think
1: that. Yeah. You just think everything's going to fall apart unless you don't. You know, I I felt that where if I didn't work out, I didn't feel good that day. Right. Like I just felt like something was off.
0: Right. And we're talking Um, in extremes because it's like. Obviously, like working out is great, but realizing like if you're not sleeping, if you're not eating right, mm-hmm. if you're high stressed, and like there's all these variables going on, and then right. like you know if you're not taking time to recover, your, right, body's your body your body needs
1: down. that recovery time, yeah.
0: Right. So it's funny how it all it all works out now because then you know we meet at NSO. Yeah. You're we're both basically obsessed with the gym. I'm going through my show, mm-hmm. like you're trying to get all your workouts in, and then yep. you know, fast forward now, you know we're engaged and stuff. But like I think. I think it was interesting because we both had like a crazy passion for fitness and that's what kind of brought us together initially. Yep. Like we both, that was a huge part of right. it. But I think it's been fun for me over the last, you know, three years, more or less, mm-hmm. you know, if not more to help kind of work together to kind of bring you to the point where you are today, because it's, it's not, I don't get a lot of opportunities where someone number one like yourself takes it so serious and most people kind of do this Can kind I of do that do that but like you're one of the most you know hard-working disciplined people i know from the aspect of like the amount of effort you're, you're just from like whether you know we're just talking even like food and workout stuff like mm-hmm. you're always like <clears throat> on top of your shit so like you know for two years if not longer we basically mm-hmm. were like all right you're at 1300 right. calories well
1: i still remember <clears throat> to this day and i like appreciate everything we've done because it, it really is crazy what we've done just in you know over two years because i was just thinking now when i think about what workouts i was doing when i first when we first started talking and <clears throat> so everyone knows this was like august to september
0: oh, of like my 16. senior year
1: so 2016
0: yeah
1: and I was doing an hour of cardio because my goal.
0: Almost every day. Yeah,
1: almost every day because, and weightlifting, but the whole point, my logic was I'm gonna do, I'm gonna lift my weights to try to get muscle, but I'm gonna do, I was at least doing like 40 more. I forgot about how much cardio
0: you were doing. Yeah,
1: an hour every day. I mean, I was in that, and and now when I think about that, was probably a solid year that I was doing that. And my thought behind it, I wanted to be lean.
0: Right. Just Which is my, most and, people's thought, you
1: know. At the time, I actually was—I tr- had a client. I wouldn't say I, was yeah, like I know you
0: fan. met with him maybe once. <laughs> I, ha- I
1: had a client. No, he was a great guy. Um, An old my man. first and only client. Yeah. Uh, just training wasn't for me, but I, I'm obsessed with the fitness industry. But, um, but anyway, so that was my goal. So I was, I was, you know, I I had access to you know things to measure your body fat, and um, you know, so that was my goal. So when. Our first huge accomplishment to me anyway, and this may sound so small to someone, we like stopped me doing cardio.
0: Oh, yeah. Like that like, was we had to pull you back huge off. thing. I, well, I think we start. you we, were doing like six slow, to seven days. But we and I was like, can you do like off. five or three? Right. I and forget then, what it was.
1: And then it, and then it went to none. Yeah. And which, then from there, we- Which is crazy. You know, increase my calories like 100 calories a day-
0: well, I think every, it started even like a 50. It,
1: it might have been 50 a week. Because... Um, and
0: then some weeks we didn't <clears throat> even increase more than... We kept it yeah. at the 50 because you were hesitant right. to bring it up And I want to say that
1: was at least like maybe seven or eight months of doing that until yeah. we just kind of stayed somewhere.
0: It was just like... I think it was like which, 19 we got to. 18, 19?
1: Um, 18. I think I it was think 18. 18, then I decided to go up to like um, 19 and now f- like... <laughs> fast, fast forward, forward to another year now i'm up to like 21 22
0: right well so you but i w- you almost I w- I w- doubled your calorie intake right
1: and when i did meet you um when we first started dating i definitely was at that 1200
0: to 1300 yeah definitely
1: well, around 1300 um because i actually lost so we didn't really talk about macros yet but i started tracking my macros my junior year of college which was my first year of college at springfield And once I started tracking my macros, I actually lost a ton of weight. And that's solely because when I put in the numbers on my fitness pal, I put it in like I wanted to lose weight, but I also have, I never tracked. So I think it was just a mix of, it had me at a deficit for sure. And then I also was being very, very meticulous right. when I never I was but I never weighed anything out. Right. And now I was weighing things out. So I actually lost a lot I actually was getting down in like the one twenties again.
0: Which is light for you. Um
1: yeah. So I was actually so the the lowest weight I you know, I hate talking about weight because it's all it really is relative and it really you know, I don't like talking about it. But I you know, I was in like I was like one twenty at my lowest you know and i'm 55 five, and right so that that was getting low and just not maintainable i mean i my body just physically my between genetics and what i was putting my i just could not maintain that for the life of me and i used to want to get to like 115 and i just i couldn't i just couldn't break that but i started getting to like 125 again and i was like what you know and it wasn't really intentional i was like wow and I actually, I didn't like that because I, I thought, you know, I was like, you know, I really want to put on muscle and that's, I knew it was getting too low for me personally. Uh, and then that's where we met and then we started going up right. in calories.
0: And for just quickly, for anyone who doesn't know like macros, basically to brief this up really quickly is what we had her do. And uh, even before we met, you started to track your food mm-hmm. through MyFitnessPal, which is basically just an app that you put all your food into. It tells you the calorie amount, how much fat, carbs, and protein. And then, you know, it'll give you an idea if you want to lose weight or gain weight. It'll give you numbers and how many calories you should eat. So, basically, like something we always I always recommend is people to do that to become more aware of the food they're eating. But like what you were saying too is like, you know, the macros is just fats, carbs, and protein. If you add them together, it adds up to your calorie intake. So mm-hmm. like, you know, <clears throat> as you increase your calories, you have to adjust your macros, yep. fats, carbs, and proteins to right. add up to your calories.
1: And if I'm um, going to add something about it. So a lot of people um, think that every time I tell people I count my macros, they actually are. So a lot of people are really negative about it. And they say that, why would you do that? That would make you more neurotic about food. That actually like saved me because it was the first time ever that I was so excited about food in a positive light and was looked at it like I'm fueling my body and I could like play around with my macros and still get to my goal. Right. And in a weird way, the way my mind works, I just like for, I like to be regimented. So if I know I can do this, like say I I know I can work out at this time or I know I have This workout I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it at this time, I'll get it done. And if you give me a calorie amount to eat, I'm going to get it done too. I took it very seriously, and I knew it was important to eat that. Um, And it just opened up a whole new world for me. So, like, counting my macros has been the best thing, like, ever for me. It was the greatest thing ever, and I I honestly will never stop. I don't see a point to stop, personally. I mean, um, and again, people could say that's just negative, but...
0: No, I don't think it, it's negative. It, I think, um, no, I mean, you just have a, a
1: it just open a whole new world for like options for me. Right, it just made it made food help like in a help for me. It made food healthy again. Right, um, I was excited. I was and I still am to this day. I'm excited for what I get to eat. Right, you
0: love your little I love snacks. My,
1: like, <laughs> I love my halos.
0: Right. right, and I'll
1: always fit in whatever I'm whatever I'm needing because it's all about balance, and I realize that now. You know, I'm slowly starting to eat, to eat foods I haven't, I hadn't had in like years,
0: um, right? Because they're bad foods, stereotypically, right? right.
1: Stereotypically bad, and that's what I think is really um, the problem with society. Is that's where I was getting those whole good and bad foods put in my brain. You know, and I and I get that. Um, you know, from a holistic standpoint, you want to, like I, you know, you want to be eating organic and you want whole foods of course that's the healthiest but mentally for me the healthiest is to just have a balance
0: so yeah no I think I think everyone needs a balance and that's why I think like the macro thing is like important and I tell a lot of people
1: and I don't have cheat meals no that's the biggest thing ever well that
0: leads to the binge eating side right I think that's the problem with most people is you restrict a food for them for so long You can't have this until this week or the next day or whatever it may be. And then you have, instead of having like, so your macros, like if you eat a slice or two of pizza, like, Mm -hmm. or you make, we make our homemade pizzas. Right. Right. So they're low calorie, which we're having tonight. So like (laughs) Brie will make these like pita bread pizzas that have a total of less than 20 carbs, you know, or a little over, what is it? like? I
1: forget, but in total with... Including beef on top of it. It's like around 600 calories for right. three pizzas. For three
0: mini pizzas, yeah. which like that's two to three slices of a normal pizza. Yeah. And basically, you put that into your calorie total and you hit your mm-hmm. numbers at the end of the day. But I think I think this is the problem. You know, People are like, oh, you have to obsessively look at your food. But I, you look at it and I look at it as like, oh, if I want some cereal or I want an ice cream or I want pizza or if I want this, you can manipulate your calories to make it fit. To fit now, this is the other thing to actually hit your macros when we set them. Like usually, it's a you know protein per pound body weight, and then you have your fats and carbs. But if you hit your protein at where it's supposed to, it's almost impossible to consume if you hit your macros correctly all junk. Like right, you have that's to, true. like it's, it's true. impossible because you have to to hit 140 grams of protein. <clears throat> you have to be eating a lot of good food usually, right? right? So it, it allows you to manipulate your foods and fit right. things in and try things. Right. And like, Cause, yeah,
1: I'm not saying go crazy and
0: no, but it's almost um, like, but, yeah, but it's almost impossible to right. to eat. Uh, you know, for me, eat 3,000 calories right. without hitting my protein intake. You well, know, I, and
1: you, um, you open my eyes to the whole no cheat meal thing, but I've never, um since I've been counting macros, have felt the need to just go off one day.
0: Right, because you Ever. can have it whenever you want.
1: Right, and that's and that's huge because with <clears throat> my past of binge eating, since the macro counting, I've never had that urge um, because I'm getting what I want. Right. Even It's all moderation. So if you want something sweet, you can fit something sweet into it and just call it at that, and it's almost, again, I mean – I wouldn't say, it. you know, I was 100% great throughout all this. Right. But, but you've come so far. But because I was like, you know what? At least I hit my macros at the end of the day. I'm not going to like freak goals. out or stress over this one thing because I fit it into my macros. And at the end of the day, I'm still doing my goal and I'm still working on, you know, fueling my body. And right. You have to look at food as fueling instead of where, where it was coming from before. Right. So, um, but yeah, I've never had an urge to, because I fit everything I want into my macros.
0: And you brought a good point up too, because it's like, which I didn't really think about. I I have in the past, but you made it, it sounded really good the way you just said it, because it's like, for someone that needs structure and needs routine, like at the end of it, like instead of worrying about losing 10 pounds or 20 pounds or 30 pounds, like if you can focus on just hitting your macro nutrients every day, right, your calories be. every day, that's like a mini goal day by day you can go you know, move right. towards, which, you know, that that's like for for your like you said, it, it helps you have that structure and that routine. Right. Um, so I think, like you said, if anyone can do it, if it, fits, right. if it fits your macros, like I think it's the way to go. Right. Because um, it just teaches you and then also the discipline and also the, just the, the awareness like the first time most people track their macros like it's – they're oh, like yeah. dumbfounded That's what they're what, actually When I worked eating. at the
1: gym, I told people all the time to get the app and they'd come in the next day and say, "Brie, I know I, I was way overeating in my – my, just the nuts – you know, you might be watching TV or something, have a couple handfuls. Well, a couple handfuls is like three servings. Right. 28 know? nuts
0: is a serving. So, you know, right. or 28 almonds, I should say. So, right. that's like So if people are chowing handful. down. Peanut butter is huge. Oh, yeah. Two tablespoons. People are shocked. Um,
1: yeah. So peanut butter is huge. Right.
0: like I see it too with people like do all these competitions and stuff and like they wouldn't be tracking their food. Their coach would tell them to eat this food or this much, but they wouldn't be like weighing it. And it, it, it would just be so like, you know, that's the other thing I hate about. A lot of traditional diets. It's like there's not a lot of leeway to them. Like whether it's a competition or whether it's just normal food, they're like, mm-hmm. you know, eat chicken, eat salmon, eat this, eat brown rice, chicken, and this, and then you're eating like the same food multiple times right. a day. It gets old, so old, and then you're you're gonna force yourself to fail at that right. point. It,
1: and that's why too. When I was, that's exactly what someone told me to do: eat this every day. And then what? You know, and she would give me like ideas of other things, but it was almost like more of a hassle for someone to figure out what exactly fits in when instead I just have an app that tells me what fits in.
0: Right. And you don't know, then you're trying to figure out what you like, what you don't like. And it's it's such a, it becomes so hard for, to individualize each person. It's just easier
1: to count macros because if you're trying to, in my opinion, and not everyone thinks this and a lot of people think, well, I just traded one negative, um, like... Not I see, act, I think but it's one negative. negative mindset People into another, at, right? Because of the control, how? But I feel like that's just not true because it it made food positive for me, sure. Because it forced me to eat and it forced me to be like, it was another like ex- whole world and experience when I was like, I'm eating food, I'm slowly putting on muscle, I'm slowly increasing my metabolism because I really didn't gain. Have actually the funny thing when I was with my trainer. We couldn't budge from, and this is because of the binge eating. I kept going up and down, up and down, but it was pretty solid. Like again, I'm going to say the weight, but um, I would say probably like 137, 138, which it was what I've been for like two years without even really trying. I shouldn't say without really trying, but with all of that adding up my calories, but we did it so slowly that it wasn't like I was like killing myself to be 138. Right. It was that's what my body was comfortable at. Right. Um, And that's after adding all that food. So it showed me, wow, I can actually increase my food and my metabolism, I promise, is way faster than what it was when I started. Right. Because I was just killing my metabolism. I don't think a lot of people understand that. No. When you're starving yourself, you're just over a long period of time, you're just killing. And that's why people also probably didn't look at me and be like, yeah, I was thin, but... I wouldn't, you know, I definitely, um, I would fight to lose weight. Like I couldn't lose weight when I was not eating. It, I just destroyed my metabolism. It was like nothing. Um, so that's why I would just, but I didn't know that then. Right. Um, so I've definitely increased my metabolism and have definitely put on some
0: muscle. Oh, for sure. Since,
1: um, since I was, you know, back in at Westfield. Oh yeah. I mean, you so, just look
0: at pictures of you like side by side now and like, You know, you were just like a thinner version and now you have like shape and now you have like, you can just tell the muscle you put on. Mm -hmm. And now I'm I'm curious to see like.
1: What happens next. Yeah.
0: Because you've plateaued at certain points. Like. Right. Because I was changed. Go ahead.
1: Right. Sorry. No, because I didn't want to go up um, for whatever. I just feel like I just needed time. It was something that. And that's why a lot of people, um, they can say what they want, but this has been. I mean, what? I'm trying to think. Four or five years. Five years. This is going on year five. Right. After the day, like basically when I was like, I want to get into fitness and figure this out and really just try to, I'm like, I need to do something. And so five years, you know, of hard work every day, not stopping and keep going up and keep working at it. So it's not something that I'm just like, um, yeah, anyone can do it. Just go to the gym and find your happy place. That's you know, it's, it's a lot of hard work for five years. So it's by no means easy. And, um, I'm not, you know, I, I, everyone's story is different. Right. So every, not, you know, everyone's going to have their own thing that makes them feel better and, and in a happier place. So. so,
0: so what is, um, so now you're at this point, you just increased your calories. Now you're mm-hmm. eating like 22, 2300 calories a day. Mm-hmm. What are your current fitness goals or where are you trying to move towards now? Or like what is yeah. it, you know what so I, mean? I
1: wish I had a more struct I keep saying this. It's just structured program. It's just me being lazy. I I could easily um
0: I mean I there's you know someone that could probably help I know. me too but I know. he hasn't helped you at all. So No, but
1: I wanna um so I keep saying this and it really just needs to happen. But um probably just like a year ago when you were out in Boston <clears throat> My deadlifts were getting like consistently stronger, my squats, um, but I just love deadlifting. I just, I think it's fun and there's something about lifting weight like right. that. It's just, fun. it's just awesome. So, I want to, you know, get into a more structured workout, but I have been pushing the weights. I actually, I have been getting stronger. Um, so, you've been doing
0: a lot more strength training. Just in my Cardio has been way Def- down. I don't do
1: cardio anymore. Right. Um, Besides There was your, like, a period workouts. of time I was doing the HIIT workouts more like um, Spartan-esque race um, workouts, which... I'm still more than happy to add in because I just think that's fun, and I really like pushing yourself, and it brings me back to like cross country days where um you just give it your all, so it's always going to be a great workout no matter what. But as far as your steady state cardio, I haven't done that in probably well probably like a year just because we were going to Cali, and that didn't last long either. I actually was like I I was like I'm going to lean out for uh, California, and then um. I just wanted. To, I kept going back to strength. I was like, you know, I don't want to be doing this cardio. Um,
0: and Kelly was fun. Yeah, a lot of great. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was
1: um, turning into a, a lot of awesome things that I didn't expect. A lot of froyo. <clears throat> a lot of froyo. Yeah. After getting engaged. After
0: getting engaged. I went off. Yeah, I know. I actually, you were pumped. I was the, the most relaxed. Well, that was probably the and most. And now
1: that was so makes me so happy that I've come this far that I actually was able to enjoy a week that. I mean, I wouldn't have wanted to ruin that moment for the for anything in the world, you right. know?
0: Well, we so ate it, out. I mean, it was fun. Like, you got to a point where we were having froyo like, two, three nights in a row. Oh,
1: yeah. Right? Massive fro- Massive. Fro- like, fro-yos. I didn't care what
0: But like, like it was, I was going to... And we both agreed. It was, like, crazy because it was just, like, a de-stressing week of just chill. It was the most chill.
1: relaxing week of right. my life. Right, which
0: is interesting because, like, you know, obviously it was, like, a great week. But at the same time, like, it's funny how you can just shut off. Yeah. And, like, and just, like, disconnect. And that's important. Right.
1: Um because I yeah, vacations used to be miserable for me cuz I was always freaking out what gym, you know, what am I oh, going to yeah. work out? What We're am gonna I going to do eat? this?
0: And that's changed.
1: Yeah. Like, and that's changed because yeah, on that week we had a little gym and I did go a couple times, but I wasn't like freaking out that I didn't have like a squat rack and
0: right, all the know. weights you need and all the machines. Mm-hmm. So But so so go ahead.
1: going forward with what my goals are, I definitely want to be more consistent, um, with my strength even more. And, you know, who knows in the future, I, I, I've said for a lot of years now, which a lot of those years I absolutely should have never entertained the idea of bodybuilding. But now that I'm finally getting to like a slowly getting into a healthier spot, that's still something that I think would be awesome to, to do just for myself. Right. Um, just cause I've always been like fascinated with that. Um, so that, you know, and I also want to just keep doing little, um, like rate, like races. The so warrior dash was awesome that we did in the summer. I want to do more of those. Um, you know, I'd love to do some five K's. It was, you know, one that I missed out on in the spring and just little things like that, but definitely just keep I, my huge goal is to just put on a lot of muscle mass.
0: You right. Know, so before just the muscle. wedding.
1: No, that's really my goal right now. <laughs> really my goal right now. It's that's got like why. two
0: years. Yeah. No, like a oh, year in.
1: Well, less than that. Yeah. Well, because I want to, you know.
0: Right. and You got to tape yourself it. back down.
1: But no, seriously, that a huge focus on just building muscle mass because I've never really been. I'm still not. I wouldn't say a surplus, but
0: I'm at more of about a surplus. The, you're pretty that, close to, if not, I'd say you're yeah. there now.
1: So just being super consistent with eating, which I have been. um just super consistent eating all my calories every day and training hard getting sleep um i've also cut back that's another big thing i did i cut back the amount of time um times i go to the gym
0: right how many times you're at five five compared to you were at seven hour of cardio and now it's Mm -hmm. like five strength yeah two days off so it's been a huge difference but like you've actually your body's like adapted to it in like the best way possible i feel like yeah um all right. So basically I want to do, I have one more question for mm-hmm. you. Do you have anything else you want to add first or are you good?
1: No, I think I'm good. Okay.
0: So last question I think would be a really cool one is, uh, especially because of the week it is, is if mm-hmm. you could give an, um, anyone a piece of advice that has an dis- eating disorder, um, mm-hmm. what piece of advice could you give them that could help them? And you can take it in any direction you want to go.
1: Yeah. So I think the biggest piece of advice I would have is um, that you need to be your own best friend. And you need to, like, literally love yourself so much that you um, not only, like, want to become healthier, but you know that you're worthy of more than that. Because I think, um, for me anyway, it was such a negative, negative um, space that I just wanted to, like, I wish someone just said to me, like, you're worth so much more than that. Um, And it's so sad that you think of yourself like that. Because you're just physically as a person, worth more than that, Um, and my other, you know, my advice is just, like, it's absolutely 100% possible, and you can accomplish anything you want in your life. If, you know, it's always a touchy subject with mental health, because I know that's so far from easier said than done, but absolutely, you know, get a great support system, um, which actually I didn't really, I wouldn't say I, like, had the best um, support system, because, My family was 100% there for me, but they didn't really know how to help and they didn't really know fitness. Um, And even like people I was dating at the time thought I was kind of crazy. So like no one, I I was just kind of like rotting and dying with myself. Um, But you need to be, yeah, I know. (laughs) But you need to be your own um, cheerleader. And you need to just know that you're worth more than any of the things you're thinking.
0: Right. And I think, and I love that. I think it's important for everyone to kind of you know, be able to like, I think, I think most people, what they do too much of is like, and me, including myself, you put pressure on yourself and you bash yourself and you hate on yourself and you start just spiral. and it's a spiral. Right. So I I love that. And I think if more people can think like that, you know, they can help get themselves out of that situation a lot Mm -hmm. faster and, and kind of improve, you know, day by day. So awesome. So basically That's how we're going to kind of finish it up. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you for coming on. I know yesterday (laughs) when we were talking... I originally had another guest coming on, so you jumping in, and it's perfectly how it actually worked out. I'm glad we got to do it. Yeah, it's perfect actually timing for everything Mm -hmm. to work out because I know we talked about doing it eventually. So, um, so thank you, I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. So again, guys, so um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you are someone or know someone with an eating disorder, I really urge you to you know be their support system, help them, and Mm -hmm. and, you know try to take the steps in the right direction. To do what you can, um, to you know do whatever it needs to be to, to help get them out of the situation they're in and be that support system. So moving forward, um, I have another podcast coming out next week. Um, it will be my own personal one. I'll let you know the topic coming soon. Um, but I'll talk to you guys soon. So have a good rest of your night. Thanks, guys.